yeah, so he starts shouting out, trying to, he, he pretends like he was chat. I'm sorry, gentlemen, you caught me chastising my wife. And they're like, yeah, didn't look like it. She was kicking the shit out of you, dog. Hey, yo, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man is your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. the Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm your host, Zach, here next to me is Nate. I could not maintain Sorry. my laugh throughout that one looking you at just, you. You just killed me with that one. That I, one was, I, I had to change it up. I so we read A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin. Right. And That's what I said. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Fuck, this is going to be an episode, isn't it? If you joined us before, thank you for coming back. If you've never been here, we are full spoiler. We'd like to talk about the entire book series, so... If you've never read them before, you're probably highly likely to get spoiled. This is your warning now. If you like that kind of stuff, cool. Stick around. It's it's interesting stuff. Yeah, Last episode, cool. we were reading Catelyn 3, Kitty Cat. Yeah. She had begged for... Rob returned to River Run. She had begged his forgiveness as he begged hers for getting married. The shit was hitting the fan very quickly. And then Karstark. Killed a couple kids, yeah. And Rob was forced to discipline him in northern fashion, which meant taking his head, which meant the loss of the Karstark army, which yeah. meant the phrase now had more men that were running off as well. And it's a shit show for the northern armies. Cat's very distraught because she knows that she, in a sense, caused it with freeing Jamie Lannister. And yeah, it just—it's all kind of gloom and doom up in the north for the northern northern armies right now. But we're not reading Cat this episode. We're reading Jamie this episode, and so last time we left Jamie, he was making his way away downtown, walking fast. No, no, nothing, nothing nope. from Zach this time. So he was escaping from River Run with yeah. Brienne of Tarth and Circleos. Yeah, that little fucking scamp. Thing. They stopped by an inn that was sketchy. And the guy was trying to get them to stay. But yeah, Sharn is in. And Sharn is in. And, it, yeah, ran into some Brotherhood Without Banners and managed to luck, uh, take the correct path. Intelligently, yeah, avert the outlaw path that they were trying to send them down to get robbed and continued along their way. Just happy as could be, not really, because Jamie's thinking of every chance he can get to free Brienne and be rid of this wench. And so picking up with Jamie 3... Two days ride to either side of the King's Road, they pass through miles of blackened fields and orchards, bridges that were burnt, and the river swollen from all the rain. So, and uh, we had a listener email touch on it as well. Corey! In stark contrast to his last chapter where they were staying in places that were untouched by the war, they are now in the thick of the shit. Everything's burnt. Everything's dead. Everything sucks. Yeah, so he mentions uh, that they hear the wolves howling at night. And I just think that's cool because we do know that Arya's in the area as well. Arya's in the area. That's fun to say. You should try it, listeners. Anyway. And so we also know that the wolves have been following her a bit with, you know, her little visions yeah, that she was Nymeria having. Yeah, so, gathering up a wolf pack. So, so it's yeah. likely Nymeria's wolf pack that Jamie's sitting here listening to at night. But... They're uh, they're traveling through Maidenpool as they see the town is completely deserted and everything is empty but the castle right. up on the hill, which is still flying the red salmon banner of House... Who the fuck did I write down? 
I don't know. They were sworn to sworn Lord to Wyvern, Moon, though. Thank Lord you, Moon, Lord. Yeah. That's the next line. I yeah. Um, <clears throat> they don't know if, if it's occupied or not. It's just that's the Only last the starting standing spot that's still flying banners as the walls are deserted. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's there's feral dogs running around, and this is also the pool where the yes. pool that gave the town its name. This is where legend says that Florian the fool first spied John Quill. Uh, bathing with her sisters or cousins, and this pool is now so choked with rotting corpses that the water is a sickly green color. <clears throat> There's a lot to read into there. Yeah, so um, the biggest, heaviest ties to Jonquil tend to be Sansa. Right. Do you have any any going? I mean, yeah, that that there? water is fucking poisoned with yeah. rotting corpses. I mean, it's Littlefinger. It's, yeah, it's... She's surrounded by... It's a feral... By, uh, it's a nasty. disgusting deal. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not the true story. It's a poisoned disgust. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then you've also got here the Jamie and Brienne, the comparisons right. possibly to them and what true knighthood actually is. And, yeah, it's an interesting... It's a very interesting for them to be coming upon this pool, specifically with the legend it carries. But Jamie, as soon as Six he sees it... Six maids in a pool of... I yeah, love that he yeah, just started, like... Yeah, singing it. it. So it's... It's uh, so dark. It's very much something that we would do uh, just out of who we are. Yeah, you where... gotta... Like, you gotta make that joke. You have to, because everybody knows the story. It's in... It's their pop culture, and so... <laughs> He's Jamie just, yeah. is just he's doing just the, singing a meme. Right, is he's all, just yo. doing the meme of it, and like, it's brutal because Brienne is horrified, asks him, "What the fuck are you like? What are yeah, you doing?" Yeah, she's straight boomers. But, his ass. but she's like, what are you? It's yeah, no, it's it. This to me is one of the more endearing parts of Jamie, where it's <laughs> he's very foot and mouth. Like, what else are you supposed to say here? This yes, funny. It's, yes, it's tragic and horrible. And he's not even making a joke. He's singing the song. I mean, yeah, it's he's it's singing it in jest, and, right. but like he's it's it's a what else are you supposed to do in this situation? <laughs> so I don't blame him for it, and I love I love it. But yeah, Brienne's like, be quiet. And, and Cleos is like, yeah. yeah, we uh we don't want to be caught around here because that would not be good. Yeah, Lord Mooton is sworn to River Run. We don't want to draw him out if he's still there or anyone any other enemies hiding amongst the rubble. And Jamie asks him our enemies or hers because they're not quite the same and he has kind of the mind to see how good Brienne is with her sword which I really like that that came up now because yeah he's just you'll see soon enough here Sir Jamie and yeah he just kind of insults her and then heads off yeah she threatens to gag him and he tells her to unchain his hands and then tells her that maybe you should uh Take a bath there in that pool, and I'll even wash your back for you. And, like, what a fucking dickhead. That's where it becomes dickheaded. And then he thinks, of course, of Cersei and how he used to wash her back when they would bathe together as children because, of course, Cersei is in everything. But Brienne turns and leads them out of Maidenpool, and Green slowly begins to return to the land, and Jaime is glad for that because the burned lands reminded him too much of Ares. Always Ares. It's always Ares. So it's interesting that it's at his father's order that those are burned like that. Yeah. And he doesn't, and he, it, it makes me wonder what he would do if he was, like, when he's named Warden of the West or wherever the fuck he's named a Warden of. Yeah. He he seems to be a fairly decent lord. We see him in the feast, too, where he's out riding around. Is it feast or is it dance? 
Dance with Dragons. Which one? Where that? Jamie is bouncing around and like he's treating with the different lords and shit. I think that's feast. So, but it could be both. Um, but he, yeah, either way, he he shows that he's fairly decent at it, and so it's interesting that he thinks uh, like one of the people that he despises so harshly, Ares. He, he's reminded of by actions taken by, by his, his father. father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the comparisons are there. Uh, Cleos begins to bitch that Brienne's taking the route of Duskendale, where it'd be much safer to hit the coast and just follow the coast down. But But Jamie knows it'll be faster. Right. That's what he would do as well. Jamie agrees because he's he's tired of their company and he tells Cleos as much. I like that. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, he says that Lannister or no, Cleos is no Cersei. And then... He does a rumination where even his kids, they couldn't bear to be apart. And uh, they had seen, you know, dogs fucking horses and stallions doing their thing. So they had even attempted that as young kiddos. And once they had been caught, and Jamie couldn't recall exactly what they had been doing, but the Lady Joanna was so horrified that she moved Jamie's room across the castle as far in Casterly Rock as he could be from Cersei's. And she also put a guard outside of Cersei's door and told them to never do it again or she would have to tell their father. Although, then he, the Jamie comes through where he's like, we didn't have to worry long because Tyrion killed her shortly after that. So, like, whoopsie. Eh. Dang, kid. Yeah. And at this point, Jamie barely remembers what his mother looked like. So, he does not give a fuck about their mother. Right, like, right. He uh, yeah, is these days. over it as could be. And, yeah, uh... I really like the fact that, uh, again, I think Corey said that uh, Lady Joanna was cock-blocking Jamie there. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. But, yeah, it's uh, it's dark. Like, Jamie, and I, I think that's why, as you just said, Jamie isn't comparing that to his father because his father is clearly the parent that he right. looked up to. and I mean, the one he had as well because his mother died when he was young. But, and fears. But... Well, obviously fears, and for good reason. He burned an entire fucking landscape. But he thinks that maybe Stannis and the Starks uh, had actually helped him because they had spread the tale of incest, so now there's nothing to hide. And why shouldn't he marry Cersei? Everyone, Septon's gods, had turned their blind eye to the Targaryens doing it, so why couldn't we? Yeah, to, he he even goes further and says that they could rise above men, rise to the level of gods and Targaryens. He compares gods and Targaryens as if they're on equal footing. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. And he thinks, like... You're putting them on a pedestal, <clears throat> Jamie. So, I'm look Even beyond that, like, I know that Tywin has always reached for the stars for House Lannister, but... Jamie it wants godhood. godhood. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Maybe uh maybe Jamie would be making a deal with some others. Yeah, that's crazy for shit. <laughs> uh yeah, no, Jamie's cold hands. It's a bold fucking it's a bold jump and yeah, he thinks also that yeah, sure, it would trouble the shit out of Joffrey's claims, but it was swords that had won the Iron Throne for Robert. They could certainly help Joff keep it. And so he decided he had also decided that yeah. he would return Sansa. And the younger girl, if she could be found. Just the very notion of keeping faith when they all expected betrayal amused him deeply. So, is that it? 
I I think that's what he's telling himself at this moment, oh, and so that's what makes it it. But I think if Jamie and he'll about to, he's about to have his hubris moment anyway with the hand. Yeah, I think it's he's trying to retain some shred of honor. He isn't this Kingslayer. He hates that moniker, and so yeah, I I do think that deep 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 down it's he yeah it, it is a little bit of like amusement but it's also like no fuck you you're expecting me to betray you like i can return your children like right. a deal's a deal type thing yeah i definitely think that there's i mean he just sat in a, in a prison for fucking a year and a half and then was released and now he's gonna have his hand cut off like it's absolutely he's finally hitting this like especially after he's heading home like he's like yeah i made it i lived this these 18 months i'm the fucking kingslayer yo yeah wubba lubba dub dub and all that shit like he doesn't give a fuck they're passing by a wheat field and a lone stone wall when jamie hears a fucking twang of a bow and immediately shouts for them all to get down the arrow takes his horse in the rump and other shafts begin hissing past Cleo slurched from his saddle, his leg twisted in the stirrup, and his horse bolted. And Cleos got dragged, his head bouncing against the ground. And he off did. his horse goes. Brienne, still a horse, had an arrow in her back and in her leg, but seemed not to notice. And Jamie calls the archer's location out to her and then calls out at them and charges them. And Brienne's right behind him, screaming, Even fall and tarth, tarth. And the bowman tarth, tarth. Tarth, tarth. <laughs> and the bowman broke and ran, melting back into the woods. And Jamie, Brienne's like, "Yeah, why'd you charge?" And Jamie's like, "Cause bowmen suck. And that's it's what, a coward's yeah, weapon. That's what they do." He said it in the last chapter yeah, right. when uh, he detests Sean, bowmen. He yeah. Jamie hates fucking archers. He hates them. And so yeah, they're cowards. They he's like, wait. "Fuck you! I'm coming for you right yeah. now." And Jamie wasn't armed. That's the big deal of it but i mean it is reckless as fuck like you are charging head first at some arrows so it is a pretty ballsy move to do but he says well just in in retrospect think if that was lem and not random right right right, right. Moment, like you're fucking dead yeah like you'd be taken the fuck out he uh points out the arrows in her and says you should let me tend them and she says you and he's like well i don't think cleos is going to be doing it and they go and find him <laughs> Still tangled in his stirrup, and it was the ground. Uh, he had an arrow in his arm and his chest, but it was the ground that had done for him. His head was mushy and soft under Jamie's hand as he just lovely. Bleh. And Jamie immediately wants his clothes and his horse. And Brienne's like, "Yo, he's your cousin." And he's like, "Yeah, it was, but like, he did now." So he says, "Now get these shackles off, cause I'm taking that sword yeah, too." I want the sword as well. And Brienne says, "Like, nah." And he's like, "Well." what am I going to do if I keep watch? And she's like, yeah, you can keep watch unarmed. And he's like, I could, or I could let the next band of outlaws come up and slit your fucking throat. So he goes to Cleo, starts getting the sword anyway. Brienne orders him to stop and step away. And so begins. And he's just tired of all her shit. Dance with me then. Yeah, draws the blade, pivoting as he does so to bring it into a deadly cut. But somehow Brienne gets her sword up to block. And he, she tells him, give me that sword, Kingslayer. And he says, oh, I will. And he sprang I at her. love the way that Martin writes this next sequence. This whole fight is fucking Just sick. His learning, the progression of his understanding that she's better than he is. Yep. That, oh, I mean. And the, the excuses he comes up for yeah. at first of like, oh, I'm rusty. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm shackled. I'm shackled. I'm River Run up, has, right. you know, turned my wits to shit. But yeah, it's this slow recollection and this is 
it's just so cool of a fight, and he thinks that this is what he's meant for. He never feels so alive as when he's was dan- uh, when he's fighting, and, and with my wrists still chained together, the wench may even give me a contest for a time. Is where he's at in the beginning. He rains steel down upon her, and they end up breaking and taking a reprieve. And he tells her, "Not bad," and she says for a wench, and he says, "I'd even say a squire at this point." And then they and I think it's funny that and. George obviously highlighted it, I think, on purpose. Jamie stops because he's winded. Mm-hmm. She's stone right. She like, Yeah, it's not until the last engagement where she's, uh, or like a good midway yeah. through the fight, that she starts grunting. Right. Because he's going to start again, uh, stop again here in just a second. Yeah. Uh, and he's, it just kind of breaks down. He couldn't say how long they fight. Time slept when swords woke. And he drove her away from Cleos' corpse into the trees. And Brienne stumbled once, took a knee, but never missed a beat, fighting her way back up to her <laughs> feet. And again, Jamie is just still not recognizing that. He's still not acknowledging, like, yeah, no, she's fucking got every... Every tactic, every... every yeah, com- everything com- closed off. I can't get to her. The dance went on, and yet somehow he could not reach her. How hard he's trying. Let me in. Brienne came at him, and one of her slashes raked down his brow, drawing blood, which ran into his right eye. And he just starts to get pissed, thinking his skills had gone to rot in River Run's dungeons. His limbs start going numb, and he realizes she's stronger than I am. Stronger than I am. Yo, he goes through the list of other people that are stronger than himself. Mm. Robert Baratheon. Gerald fucking Hightower. Arthur the motherfucking Morning Dane. The Living Ones. Now, this I thought was fucking cool. Great John Umber, who he spent, obviously, some time with, with Rob. Uh, he had the Strong Boar of Crake Hall yep. and both of the Cleganes. And he says, but with speed and skill, I could beat them all. Yeah. All of them. He thinks he could beat every one of them. Yeah. Now, I... I don't disagree if I think certain odds are in favor of certain, you know, fighting things, conditions are met. But he still doesn't think that he can beat her. Right. Fuck. I, that's fucking tight, dude. Buddy, because at the end of that, he thinks, but this was a woman. And and that's what it is. Is It, it may not be even that he's, com- he's not, because he can't. He can't bring himself to. He's not comparing Brienne to these men. Right, at all. He's, it's a way of devaluing himself. He's saying, I was stronger than all these men. Now I can't even beat a woman. Right. right? And that's what he's using this as. It's not a recognition of her skill. It's a recognition of his weakness here. And that's... That's, that's the, the turn. We're that's Jamie's see. toxic masculinity that he is holding on to is, at this point, I can't even defend myself against a woman. It's not, this she's woman so knows incredible. what she's doing. She is on the level of Arthur Dane and Gerald Hightower because even a weakened Jamie Lannister is still in, J- in Jamie's mind, and I'm of mind to believe him that he could beat all these men and that... So a week in Jamie Lannister is still no easy task, and Brienne right. is making it look easy. Well, and that's the thing is he's got the experience to support the claim. He's he's probably sparred with each and every right, one right, of right. them. He knows what they're capable well, except of. The, the living ones. Well, the living but... ones, right? And those, 
you know, but he's, ta- he's also mainly talking about strength, right? Not skill and speed with the sword, and saying that he can outclass them because of his speed and strength. Yeah, and his speed, his and, speed, skill, speed yeah. and skill with the sword, right? Yeah, it's it's just such a see, and that's what's <laughs> he's small enough, unlike the great John and the strong boar, that he's almost got the build of a water dancer. But he still does have strength. He's not just a, a pushover. Yeah. It's just that there's other people that'll fuck him up. So, yeah, she drove him back into the river, and this is what proves to be his undoing as he slips, a rock slips from under his leg, and he makes a desperation lunge. And his sword, he does have the satisfaction of his sword biting into her upper thigh and seeing the blood blossom there before his knee slams into a rock and the pain is absolutely blinding and Brienne kicks his sword away and they begin wrestling in the brook, the shallow brook. Brienne ends up on top and begins just shoving his head underwater, (laughs) telling him to yield. He spits water in in her face. She shoves him back under, pulls him back up and tells him to yield or I'll drown you. And he says, and break your oath like me. And she lets go of him with a splash. And I love the conclusion of that fight. Jamie, actually, it says he snarled it out of her. Break your oath like me, because he knows he knows her now. Right. And you won't kill me, because then you then won't be able to fulfill your oath. Because then you'll become like me. Right. And I'm clearly what you detest. And laughter rang out through the woods. And Brienne immediately jumps up looking shamed. And Jamie thinks that she looks like they've caught us fucking instead of fighting which I just thought was funny. And Jamie then crawls out of the river, noting that there's armed men blind on both sides. ruh row. Something not good. Yeah, so he starts shouting out, trying to... He he pretends like he was... Cha- I'm sorry, gentlemen, you caught me chastising my wife. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, didn't look like it. She was kicking the shit out of you, dog. He's, yeah, taking note, he realizes these are not the outlaws that killed Cleos. He realizes who they are. The the scum of the earth surrounded them, he says, and then notes that there's Dothraki and Lysini and Mir. The bloody fucking mummers. Yeah. Brienne offers them coin, says they have some silver, and they say that they'll take that, and then they'll be raping her as well. And Rorge, uh, noseless fuck that Arya has dealt with before, is shouted out as just sort of being somewhat in charge, but not quite, and he's kind of leading the aggressive rape talk toward Brienne, being a fuck. Jamie here thinks that Brienne deserves better than being gang-raped by this lot, which is just so kind of him. Yeah, no shit. Like, fuck you. So we learn that Earthwick is in charge, and he steps forward, and he introduces Jamie, who he's well aware of who he is, to the brave companions. Yep. Um, Jamie calls them Tywin's dogs. Not to them. I mean, he thinks it, but... But he always goes... Jamie goes to... Lannister always pays his debts, blah, blah, blah. Brienne is highborn and worth a ransom as well. And then he notes that he just doesn't like the way Urswick is smiling at him. And... As for Vargo Hope. Yeah. Who... The goat is a few hours away, and he'll be very pleased to see Jamie and... Jamie's like, what is he lord of now? Because there was a lord in front of that yeah. style. Harrenhal. <laughs> what? Jamie's fucking confused. Jamie wonders if his father's taking leave of his senses. And so then he's just like, all right, so unchain me. And Earthwick's chuckle was paper dry. And he explains that the brave companions are no longer under the hire of House Lannister. We now serve Lord Bolton and the King in the North. 
and Jamie. <laughs> oh shit. He he can't he can't help himself at this point. Says and they say I have shit for honor and that doesn't go over well. Yeah, they they kick the shit out of him and Brienne tries to stop. They kick the shit out of her. And... Requires four men to beat her into submission though, and bloody and swollen. Brienne missing two me- two teeth now. They are dragged back through the woods to the horses. And Jamie feels sorry for Brienne for what's in store for her tonight. He warns her. Yeah. You're and... going to be raped tonight. Repeatedly. Over and over. Best just let it happen. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And she says. Well, because they're bound back to back and put on the horse and uh, before they start ruminating there. Uh, and Rorge takes Cleo's surcoat, and it's noted that the proud Lannister and Frey quarterings each have a, an arrow punched through the lion and the yeah, towers yeah, yeah. alike, which uh, I, I just, like, it's, it's, it's the brave awesome. companion serving Bolton. Who is in on this alliance, and they're taking the Serco with the two? Right, like right. it's just so goddamn much fucking imagery and bullshit here. And then yeah, he tells her to just lay there and not resist. And yeah. She asks if that's what he would do if he, if he were a woman, and he says if he were a woman, he'd be Cersei one, and he'd make them kill him because nah. So he calls Urswick and offers gold yet again, saying that Tarth yeah. is called Sapphire Isle. And Jamie says that he'll pardon Urswick when all is said and done. Get his father to chill. He'll deal with the goat. And Urswick's like, oh, can your father, are his hands so long that he can reach over Hall's walls? And Jamie's like, have you ever heard the song, The Reigns of Castamere, dude? Like, We can handle some business. Yeah. Take me down to King's Landing. What do you say? Are you such a fool as to think the goat can outfight the lion? And Urswick leaned over and slapped him across the face. Casually. So casually. Just like... Ah, and it's it doesn't hurt. It's the casualness of how he does it that stings Jamie, and he realizes he does not fear me. And Urswick tells him, "I'd be a fool to believe the promises of an oath breaker like you." And he rides off. That line there, "I'd be a fool to believe the promises of an oath breaker like you," sounds like it to me is directly relating to Cat, because. Who else was foolish enough to believe Jamie Lannister but Cat? And I also think it's interesting that he's directing this to Jamie, but he's tied to Brienne, and so Brienne is hearing it as well. Yeah. And Catelyn will herself be calling Brienne an oathbreaker and then making her go get Jamie for breaking yeah, yeah, yeah. this very oath that he was on with Brienne. Right, and right. so, like, this Urswick comment felt so fucking loaded to me, to both of them, Brienne and Jamie. And Brienne's hearing it as well, because, again, back Jeez, to back. Yeah, yeah, But he thinks, again, yeah. it always came back to Ares. Always. And Brienne says, turns to him and is like, yeah, why'd you tell him that? Sapphire Isle is called, it's called Sapphire Isle because of the blues of its waters. Yo, you're less likely <laughs> to be aggressed on if they think you're worth more whole. Yeah, and then he gets fucking savage and tells her basically to pretend they're all Renly and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which does get her to shut up for a while, and he thinks mercifully at that. And they find Vargo Hoax sacking a small sept with more brave companions. And this scene, this description of them, like, all over the sept, prying the eyes, gems out and everything, 
made me think of Danny's vision in the House of the Undying of the gross rat things yeah, just yeah, humping yeah. the land, just like that, like they were like fucking rodents just yeah, scattered and gross shit. yeah, and that's exactly. And is this like, was this uh the High Sparrows set? Oh, could be. Yeah, the one yeah, with yeah. Uh, the the, the wandering man, the, the Maribald. Yeah, Maribald. There you go. Um, yeah, maybe. So Vargo sees Jamie rising, declaring him his captive now in his stupid speech. And Brienne shouts, saying that she was ordered by Lady Catelyn. And Vargo just tells Rorge to silence her. So he pulls her down and starts kicking the shit out of her. Literally kicking her. And Jamie's pulled down and shoved forward and thinks that he could grab one of their swords, but he'd die like before. Right. They, he could kill a few, but he'd end up dying, and he's not ready to die today, especially not for the likes of Brienne of fucking Tarth. So he'll hold off for now. And he then goes over what he knows of Vargo Ho and notes the necklace of coins and thinks that greed was the key to this man. And so he tells him, it's not too late. You can rejoin my father. He's forgiving. Because we all know that to be true. Yeah. And he would pay well for me, as you would know. And Vargo Ho says, half the gold in Casterly Rock I shall have. But first, I must send him a message. What was that? Must send him a message. Must send him a message. Yeah. Yeah, and Jamie th- thinks he's bluffing. He doesn't buy it. He's like, yeah, they intend to scare me, but... Urswick gets sho- mm. uh, shoves him, and a jester in green and pink motley kicked his legs out from under him. An archer grabbed his chains and yanked his hands in front of him, and a fat Dothraki unsheathed a larved, curved rock. And he thinks, yeah, they mean to scare me. The fool hops on his back, and he thinks, they want me to piss my pants and beg mercy, but I'm a Lannister, a lord commander of the king's guard. No sellsword would make him scream. He didn't have time to see the Iraq come down. He screamed. And then he screamed. I I think he screamed a little different than that, I but... I think it was... Yeah, a fucking end scene, yo. Yeah, Jamie lost a hand because he's a dumbass who can't keep his mouth shut and read a room. And that's about that. Right. It's so. You want to feel bad for him because you know that, you know, there is potentially we, uh, an arc change coming. Yeah, but, as a rereader, we do know that he's But it's hope. still hard to, even in this moment, because he is such a fuck. Like, yeah, he's he really funny, just... but, like, this chapter especially, he's just kind of, yeah, lay there and take your rape. Like, fuck off, Fuck dude. you. Yeah, that's pretty uh, brutal. Yeah, on that fucking savage note, let's convene our small council and get some inductees going. Yeah, okay. Hey, guys, we're in the small council meeting now. Now we are, yeah. We weren't before, but no. here we are. Right. So, this is like the the time, dude. What? Do you have your inductee ready? Yeah. I don't. Mine's you going don't. to Urswick for that slap. Because it mm-hmm. it's a fucking moment in the book. It's like you feel it when, well, I did when I was reading it. It was like, oh, fuck. Like, just so casual. Just, ta, no, shut up, you. Stop your silly words spilling out of your silly mouth. <laughs> And yeah, I tell him, like, fuck you. I'm not gonna. I'm not dumb enough to believe you. You're fucking Jamie Lannister. Fuck off. And it's yeah. So Urswick, he's a scary scumbaggy dude. But like, goddamn, to put yeah. that fear in Jamie is a very interesting thing to do. Because this is a man who, by his own, 
pulsing can defeat Gerald Hightower and Arthur Dane and all these badasses. The and, and so Umbers here's this and... cell sword Urswick slapping him lazily across the face and basically scolding him like a fucking pet. <laughs> so Urswick. Nice. So mine goes to Jamie's horse because it took an arrow. It fought against him but was forced to charge towards Bowman and ran up the side of this hill. And it's just this old fucking, this poor little horse, man. So we need strong horses like that, even if they are getting ready to kick the bucket. So I'm going to give it to the horse. We don't give it to many horses these days. And I think that he deserves a spot. Brian gets a shout out for having two arrows and not giving a fuck. Yo, that, okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so we did, of course, get some inductees from you faithful listeners. Uh... We have one here from France, from Julian. He says, hey there, fellas. You'll take a bit more Lannister pride, won't you? Well, here it is. We Lannisters are gods. I'm the greatest swordsman ever. Father's gold will save me and turn them back. But truth is, you don't scare them. Brienne might be as good as, as <clears throat> good with a sword than you are. And you lost both hand, hands as a first read. You, might th- you think it might be both. When you didn't believe, they'd dare for a second. Sucks to be you today, Jamie. And frankly, this chapter gives an overall taste of you had it coming. The only counterthought is the responsibility of Eris and his Kingslayer reputation. Apart from that, the only thing to love about Jamie is what we know follow, uh, following the story. Inductee Sander Clegane, stronger than Jamie Lannister, and with speed and skill, might be better than the mountain. Clegane Bowl. Have a good day there, Valar No Daris. Thank you, Julian. No hand, Darius. And Sandor's always welcome, because, yeah, I'm, I would bet Sandor's got that that speed and skill yeah, over yeah. the mountain. The mountain's just, I mean, although he did scale the outside of the fucking red key, so, <laughs> like, I don't know, but hopefully, hopefully, click Bowl. Cool. That would be fun. Thanks, Julian. Right. So we also got a raven from way up north at the Dreadfort, and this is Corey writing in with, Good evening, gentlemen. One quick note, in Jamie's last chapter, when they finally found a spot to sleep, Jamie noticed how the war didn't touch the area. At the beginning of this chapter, everything is in chaos. Nice little touch by Martin. Has Jamie gone Targaryen mad, wanting to set up his kids and then charging a bowman unarmed and in chains? Are there any theories that Jamie might be a Targaryen, or was he just bored and thinking out of his ass? So there's theories that every one of the uh, children... The, ta- the Lannisters are Targaryens. There's a secret Targaryen theory for fucking everybody. Theirs wasn't too terribly awful, saying, you know, that similar to Tyrion's theory that Joanna was raped and that's how they were born or some shit like that. Yeah, but, twins, yeah. Um, nothing really believable, but they're out there. They're, they yeah, exist. I think it's just Jamie being... A fucking... But yeah, it's. I think he's just likes the idea that they could get away with what they wanted and sleep with their sister. So yeah. he was just putting them up on the pedestal. Anyway, his inductee is Lady Joanna for temporarily cock-blocking Jamie. I wonder what she would think of her children now if Tyrion didn't kill her. That, my friends, is some savagery from the Dreadfort. <laughs> Cheers, Corey from the Dreadfort. Thanks, Corey. Thanks. Outstanding email. Great, great inductee. So, fuck, man. If Joanna was around, then that would be pretty fucking wild. So, Nate also, in the email, likes to tell people we'll shout them out and then not shout them out. So, we're going to do that real quick because we have someone assisting us on curating Spotify. Thought we might have been listening, missing some episodes on there, and we were able to get that fixed up. 
And so we do want to thanks, uh, shout, give a big thanks to XX Nightmare who gave us an email and just let us know that there was some shit missing on Spotify. So we were yeah, able to yeah, check yeah. and curate that. Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you. you for writing in and letting us know shit like that so that way we can get on it. So that's cool. We appreciate you. Um, and yeah, if you guys want to write us in, like everybody that we just did, Julian, Corey, and Nightmare there, you can reach us in many ways that Nate's about to give you right here now. Yeah, the email is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. The Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. I'm on Twitter at mannerswithout. Zach is on Twitter at carstark92. We have the Instagram at mannerswithout. And a Patreon if you want to help support what we do here. Patreon.com slash withoutmanners. Um there's some other things. I think YouTube. Check out the YouTube. We get right, lots YouTube. and lots and lots of listens over there. Lots of people talking about stuff. Uh, Haven and Stephanie and um, I guess it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Kojima. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> Kojima, like, <laughs> big fan of your work. Big fan of your work. But, like... We appreciate you listening. Yeah. He's a little bit behind his, uh, as well because he's listening to some episodes, a few episodes But he's back, commenting but and letting us know his thoughts so, along the way, so we appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, that. for writing in. We appreciate it. Next episode, we're going to be reading Aria 4 in Storm of Swords. Fuck, that means we're getting close to another guest episode pretty soon, too, so right. i got to get my ass in gear for that right. so you guys can have that And coming. so, yeah, send us in your inductees for Aria 4, and we're just going to keep on chugging away at yeah. Storm of Swords. So we might, the schedule might be popping around weirdly because of the holidays, so don't be Bear too, with us there, yeah. too upset. We might, you know, switch to one episode during this week or Christmas week or something like that just because, you know... I got kids that I got to care for, so... Yeah, We'll keep you updated. crazy times here in the U.S. of A, because people don't want to listen about COVID stuff, so... Or fucking results. Uh, back where Nate and I are, we are back into lockdown status, which, of course, we will happily oblige with, but that is making things a little strained, so... Things are subject to delay at the current moment until things normalize, and so we ask that you just bear with us for that. We will never give up on the podcast or just stop doing it. Uh, You can always expect another episode to be on the horizon. So just so you know, we're never going away for long. It's always just a temporary hiatus if we happen to miss an episode or two because yeah. life is crazy at the moment. So We appreciate you sticking through it all, and Hell yeah. I believe that's it. We'll catch you on the next one. Valor to Harris! Peace!